let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions, and I don't know what to call this show. <laughs> I don't know if it's a special. I don't think it's a special because I don't think there's anything really special about it. So it might be a bit of a bonus episode. It's something like a bonus episode or a bit of an oddity, Steve. I, th- I think I think it's an oddity. Well, I prepared a first drink. Why don't you tell the listeners why or what I'm even doing? Okay, so wh- let me set the scene. We're currently stood in my kitchen. With an array of uh, bottles and ingredients and glasses in front of us. And it's coming up to Christmas. It's a time for festivities. And we're going to make some beer cocktails. Yeah, so I've just poured um, 50 milliliters of tequila to kick off the evening. <laughs> what, what a way to start show. I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners would never have expected to hear that at, at the beginning of, of a show. We're going to try four beer cocktails on, on, on this show, just because it's a bit of fun. As, it's, well, it's, isn't it could it? go a bit, bit wrong. So we are trying to measure these out properly. So we've got the cocktail shaker, we've got the measurements. So this first one is called Lagerita. I think that is pro- the title of the that, cocktail. Yeah, yeah the, the, the names that we've got are actual names. We've not made these we up. We haven't just made shit up. No, no, these, right, are, okay. these are recipes that I have sourced and I've thought these, I think these are the four that are possibly going to work the best. Okay, so, there were, as you would guess from the title, a lager will be involved, but it will not be part of the cocktail shaking process because that would only go horribly wrong. So I've got 50 milliliters of tequila. 25 millilitres of orange juice, although you can bump it up by adding some Cointreau, apparently, as well. Because we need to add more alcohol to it. After the tequila. Uh, full disclosure, this tequila was one I bought back in 2004. So we're about to find out how well tequila keeps. Okay, so we've got almost 20-year-old tequila. Basic vintage. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> um, hopefully it's not vintage orange juice what I've just used as well. So then I'm going to add um, some ice. So there isn't actually much to shake, is there, at this stage? No, um, but then I think it's that's I, I'm not an expert on cocktails, but isn't it, it's all about the, this point, isn't it? It's about the mixing. It's about the mixing it with ice. Well, yeah, because you're calling it over especially ice, especially when you come to the la- the latter ones we're going to be doing as well. Yeah. Um, I, I will just say why why Martin's mixing this as well, but. My we're, we're trying to record this show as live as possible, so we're going to make the drinks on the show so you can experience every step that we're going through with us. So apologies for the noise on the first one, we'll try to dampen that down a bit. God, that cocktail shaking, that'll get cold quickly. It's, it's literally turned to frost <laughs> on the outside of it, and you only put a couple of, a couple of cubes of ice yeah. in that. Right, so, I'm going to split this between the two tulip glasses. And then we are going to top it up. Because <laughs> that's what we need to do. So we do need to add some lager. So we're going to add in. This really doesn't feel like enough liquid, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 this is the recipe. Yeah, so obviously we will try it, but we may just have to tweak it later. What, what, add more tequila? Well, we've got to do something, because at the moment, all right, I've poured it a little bit badly, but it feels like there's hardly any of the actual base cocktail. I mean, we'll find out what it's like in a minute. You know, that's the thing with cocktails, though, isn't it? It's mostly mixer. 
it's, it's, not, it's not all spirit. No, it's it? not all spirit, but it does. The, I, I think that you, even if you did that as a one into a very traditional cocktail type glass, you would think you're only just about hitting the, met, the mark. Yeah, possibly. So, so that was that was fifty ml of tequila between two glasses, plus uh, another fifty milliliters of between orange juice and lime. Okay, so, so it's a shot each then, essentially. Yes, exactly. So now we're going to add desperado, which has a hint of tequila in it and a hint of lime. Yeah, the the, the suggestion was uh, with this recipe to go for a Mexican lager. I've Never drunk desperados before. Really? No, not at all. No, so I, I might need a, a a small pour of that on its own as well, just to see, um, to, to get a base for okay. it. Okay, uh, actually, come on, give us a glass then, Steve. Let's give you a little hint of what desperado is like, because I've I've had this quite a few times. In the, I mean, this is probably dating back to the mid two thousands when I was drinking desperado. Because I think the one that... Oh, God, that smells awful. Um, the one that I would have gone for um, would have been... Is it Modelo? Yes. I can't find it anywhere. I don't, I don't even know whether it's made anymore. That's, that's one Mexican beer that I can remember drinking from back in the day that yeah. was actually quite tasty. Yeah, but then I, I have to admit, I thought Desperado was quite tasty, but then I haven't tasted meat for a long time. So I'm going to use up another one of your glasses, Steve. Oh, it's sweet. Oh, has that, got, has that already got lime in it as yeah. well? Yeah. So it saves you adding the slice of lime. Mm. Although, obviously, the slice of lime added to Mexican bottles, people have said that's got many reasons why you add that. You know, add a bit of flavour, keep away the flies, cl- disinfect the bottle. Yeah. Lots of reasons for it. Desperado, they decided to... I mean, how much real lime is harmed in the making of that beer is another matter. It's very sweet. Yeah. That's that's. I'm not sure how many of those I could drink if I was out on but, a session but just probably something to mention obviously Corona Modelo and this all have something very similar they're all clear bottles and I get a bit of a funk on the nose I think that was the first thing that I experienced when I went oof that stinks basically I think the stink bit you get is that that hasn't necessarily always lived in a fridge in the shade no no that's uh, what I think you're getting with that yeah. Okay. So I've got, so there, a, I've got a, a taste beer, for the baseline there, desperado. So there was a beer review that people may not have expected. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. That's, that's one for the spreadsheet. So right there we go. So I think I've got fairly even pause now. Okay. Basically, this now looks like a bit of um, a hazy. It looks. It looks like a New England IPA. <laughs> it, it, it really does. Um, right. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> it smells like a New England IPA as well. <laughs> Um, but it smells better than the Desperado did as a base. It does, yeah. I mean, I'm picking up a smokiness on the nose, which I'm guessing is probably from the tequila. It's got to be. There's nothing else. Is... That's actually all right. <laughs> I surprised myself there. It's actually really quite smooth to drink as well. That's not too bad at all. <laughs> actually, that would be um, quite nice in the summer. Yes. In the garden. Yeah, it's not a wind. It's not some a ice in that glass. It's not a winter well. cocktail, is it? No, I don't. Well, in fact, maybe one of these is. Uh, that we're no, going to be doing I would tonight. say I would say two out two out of the four. I'm going to venture that the two you're doing are more wintry. Okay. That's actually not bad. I could I could drink that. Well, we are, but um. Well, yeah. yeah. Do you know what it does do? It takes the edge off the desperado. It does. I mean the. The lime juice comes through really as, as a really sharp... And actually, do you know what? I think the lime juice goes a long way on this. Yeah. 
I think the lime juice goes. So when you so you purchase so tequila from my stock at home uh, for this one, and you bought the so the lime juice is this freshly squeezed? Freshly squeezed tonight by my own fair hands um, and measured out into uh, a perfect quantity. Uh, the Desperados, um, I bought the big bowl, the, the big 660 bomber. Not sure we're going to get through all of it oh, unless oh, we just make more of this cocktail because I'm not sure I could drink it any other way. Do you know what though? Surprise, what surprised me is that I can remember times when that was the only beer I had at night. I remember once uh, being at a, someone's party in Greenwich, really lovely pub, opened out onto near the park, spot on Greenwich Park, pretty much drank Desperados the whole evening. Didn't, didn't it become just really sweet? I think it just be, it was, I'm just you drinking. Get to a point where you don't no, realise exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. so make it colder. Maybe, it, I, don't, I don't even think I was drinking out of a glass either. But what I, and again, maybe this is something that I wouldn't have noticed back then. But I definitely, when we first tasted it, I definitely got, a, or smelt it, that sort of light struck. Yeah. Aroma. And it was, took the edge off tequila or lime that might be in it it wouldn't be a beer i'd go back to no i don't think i'd i'd rush to go back to it um i will say though that basically what i've tried to do in preparing the ingredients for tonight is to go along the um lines of stuff particularly with the beers it's stuff that you can get from the supermarket for, for this sort of thing so um <laughs> haven't had to mail order any of this. No, to a specialist beer shop. It's all stuff that's come off the shelf in supermarkets. The the, the spirits are things that we've found in in the back of our cupboards, um, or that you might find in the back of the drinks cabinet. And and basically just trying to bring them together to see if this whole concept of a beer cocktail actually works or not. Okay, but cut the questions then. So. You've tried the Desperado. You must have had tequila in your day at some point. I've, I've had tequila before, yeah. So we've got the gold tequila here, which gem, usually by common consensus is the nicer out of the two. Generally, when I'm over, when I used to drink tequilas, say, especially in the city, um, it was always the clear, horrible stuff, down in one, some salt, some lime, and hope you didn't have to taste that thing again until someone bought another round 10, 10 minutes later. <laughs> because that was a good idea. So this bottle I've got, the reason why it, was a, it took me a little while to actually pour it, I think it's a, for whatever reason, it's a bottle which is actually meant for a, mi a mixer. So um, as in you're pouring so it upside down. It's still got the yep, so valve inside of it. Yeah. So I had to actually almost shake it to get the tequila out. But as a cocktail, I quite like it, to be honest. We should maybe try the tequila on its own then, shouldn't we? Yeah, that's what I was going to suggest. Okay, let's get some glasses. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what I was going after, Nick. Um, you haven't rinsed the uh, cocktail shaker, have you? No, I don't, I don't have cocktail... I don't have shot glasses. Okay, we've got little beery glasses. Yeah, that, that, that'll work. So let's keep a little bit of the cocktail as a bit of a base. Okay, so I've got the cocktail. I've got the lager. And, and now we're going to have um, shots of tequila. Shots because of tequila. Well, why not? Got to know what we're doing. <laughs> That's, people are probably wondering at this point, do they know what they're doing? Yes. This could be, this could be the end of the podcast. You're going 50 mil. Going to taste it properly, aren't you? Going to do a double shot. Yeah. I'm just going to re rename the show the Works Christmas Pie. Okay. 
Right, so it's just below, so I don't spill any. I think that looks more appetising than the uh, than the old clear one. Yeah. Actually, it doesn't smell as harsh either, does it? No, but you. I mean, you can tell that spirit. Yeah, I mean, and I guess you probably, full disclosure, you've got less lower tolerance to spirits than me as well. Massively so. Yeah. Um, are we drinking this properly or in one? Well, same thing, isn't it? That's how you drink tequila. You just no, I think we have... Oh, I've oh, just had your glass, Cigar City. Oh, yeah, tiny, it's tiny. It's from the Cigar City tasting room. Oh, nice. Anyway. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Are we sipping this, then? I think a little sip to start off with. A bit of a roar in a sip. Wow. Okay, so that's that's completely different from any tequila that, that I've experienced before. Because I, I think you, what, what we've all experienced is the stuff that you do when you go out. in Which is harsh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it burns and yeah. that's what the salt and the, 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 the lime is Try for. and take it away. But that is as smooth as anything. Yeah. Now that may be impacted also by the fact I've had it so long. So, so it's eased off a little bit. Potentially it could have yeah. mellowed because now I'm getting the little bit of a burn. But it's really pleasant warming burn and you're trying to work out what should I've, I've currently got three drinks on the go I don't know what to drink <laughs> well you're in the safety of your own kitchen so it could be worse <laughs> I actually think that tastes really nice it actually makes me feel like I probably should have appreciated this tequila sooner I, I think so yeah maybe not aged it for almost 20 years yeah there's a slight I want to go there's a slightly almond almond I've said it wrong both times probably but there's a That's little right. edge to it we're, we're famed for buttering stuff so but the actual flavour is a lot more mellow than I expected it to be. Is there any beers that have been aged in tequila casks? Yes. I mean, not... I can't remember them. Not, um, not Desperados, because I don't think that's been aged anywhere apart from in front of sunlight. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to search uh, untapped to answer that question for you. The one that has come up that maybe we've had... Um, is one of the Sierra Nevada trip to the woods was aged in tequila barrels. Oh, and can't believe I didn't know that. Otra Vez. Yes. Have I had it? Oh <laughs> uh, well, if I click on it, it will tell me what friends have drunk it. Um, I'm pretty certain that's one of the ones I've had. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I probably should have known the answer to that question myself. Um, yeah, you really enjoyed it, mate. Four point two five. Okay. Merest hint of tequila and lime, a little bit of vanilla, really subtle, fruity goes, easy drinking, but complex. Oh. Is what you said about it. said quite a lot for me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to enjoy that tequila in the future. Well, I don't, I don't think it should sit in the back of your cupboard anymore. No. No, I do keep trying to move it forward, but things like gin keep getting in the way, I have to admit, because I've got, like a lot of people, a bit of thing about gin these days. Um, I'll put mine there because oh, but we've got separate glasses anyway. It doesn't really matter. It's a worrying precedent that we've set on the first drink because I think we're going to have to do this with all of them now. <laughs> what you mean for the baseline? We're going to have to drink the spirit yeah. next to the, the the cocktail. I'm also looking forward to trying the beers more as well. And 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 yeah, the beers do get better from here. The free beers are better. There's no there's no getting away from it. Yeah, I'm not sure the Desperado is going to get much of a look in unless we decide to um, make another cocktail with it. No, I don't, I don't think we're going in again on the Desperados. So, but final thoughts on the cocktail, though. The cocktail is really pleasant. That is, 
you can make a picture of that at a barbecue. Put it on the table, big jug, lots oh. of ice, and let people just help themselves to that. You would have a group of people that would be very, very drunk by the end of it. Quite quickly as well. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? <laughs> and don't let them try this to kill you first because this doesn't taste like alcohol now. It tastes like fruit juice, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> but but it's, it's really tasty. Um, I don't think I'm going to finish my pour of the, of the lager oh, after that. No, we don't need to. We don't, there's only so many things we need to do for our art. Um, I'm going to have a little swig of water. The, the lager's almost sweeter after after trying everything else which is bizarre balance. considering that we had orange juice yeah and the the cocktail itself was was quite sweet i wasn't too sure where we were going to go with beery cocktails because i don't see it very often and then when you pitched it to me i did see it advertised in a belgian bar in southampton okay which i thought was quite strange and you've chosen none of those <laughs> well like I say, what I tried to do is to choose cocktails that um, anybody should be able to make what, what we're making here tonight. If, if you want to give it a go, and probably the reason why we're doing this show now at Christmas time is, is that now more than ever, you're more likely to be around more drinks other than just beer. You're more likely to be at relatives, at friends, maybe at a party where there's a, there's a range of drinks on offer. And if you wanted to give something a go, now's the time to do it, really. No, that's, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, spirits do tend to come out at this time of year, don't they? Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to read the recipe to, to the one that I'm doing now. Um, I've we, burnt Steve's eyeballs with the tequila already. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to do um, a raspberry beer mojito. I see, that sounds quite nice. Uh, but the base of this is a rum. Okay, uh, yeah, rum, mint, where's the raspberry? Does the raspberry come in in fresh form or beer? The raspberry is in the beer, so um, we're going to be using a raspberry beer for this. We are going to be using Bacchus raspberry beer, which uh, I picked up from Sainsbury's. Okay, you caught me out with this beer because, stupidly, I read the bit which said 12.5% on the front of the bottle and I thought, what are you doing? And it's actually twelve and a half percent of real fruit, is it, or fruit fruit puree? Yeah, I, I thought exactly the same, mate. I saw it. I, I saw it as I unwrapped it. I thought twelve and a half percent. Christ, this isn't this isn't going to go well. <laughs> uh, this isn't going to finish well this evening on that. Uh, but no. So this is um, basically we're starting off with uh, some chopped lime in the bottom of the glass, um, and then to that we're going to add uh, a short pour of rum, so twenty five ml of rum. And the rum we're using for this um, is called Cabal 1513. It's an aged rum. So this has been aged in Pedro Jimenez barrels. And this was actually sent to us. Um, so we thought, well, what can we do with a rum Okay, uh, right. on, on a beer podcast? Okay, full disclosure, I can only spot half a bottle of rum now right now, Steve. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've used some of this bottle of rum in my Christmas cake. Some? Some? I've used almost half a bottle of rum in my Christmas cake. Um, my Christmas cake is smelling fantastic, by, by the way. So this is um, uh, a recipe, this is what your dad used to do, wasn't it? So, so my dad used to make a Christmas cake in September. 
and just carry on feeding it. And he'd feed it with brandy. That, right is, the, that until, is the term, isn't it? Feeding. Yeah, right up until Christmas. So I thought, you know what? Why not follow in, in, in the footsteps that I'm destined to step in? Um, so I made uh, my Christmas cake. First time I've done it, made my Christmas cake at the end of September. Which is ironic for you, considering your dislike of, se- of Christmas being mentioned any other time apart from December. Very much so. So up until December, I've been referring to it as the fruitcake. <laughs> Okay, it's not got icing yet. It's 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 just behind me up there. It's, oh, okay, it's, I can vouch for yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It is sitting. It is it is just the fruit cake at the moment. It's getting its its marzipan and icing topping. Oh. In in. Oh, in why you put marzipan? Because you, you have to have marzipan. Oh. It's, it's part of the fruit cake. Um. So so anyway. So yeah, I've I've used I've used quite a lot of this. In you have used quite in, a lot of it. I mean, um, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and the, uh, the listeners that you haven't been just having a little side order of that yourself. When you've been topping it up all the time. So this has been, you said this would have been matured in barrels as well, didn't you? So the beer is also matured in oak casks. Oh, really? Yeah. So the 12.5% is 12.5% of ra- is I presume the build of it is 12.5% of raspberries. Although I can't quite find out if it's clear to be raspberry puree or just raspberries. Okay. Um, so a typical Flemish beer with a pleasant wine-like taste and a rich past... This dark brown beer, which is partially matured in coca, oak, oak casks, has a slightly acid aftertaste. That feels like quite a good mix, actually, because a rum should always be, for me, is I find always quite smooth when it's mixed with stuff. The, the slightly acidic aftertaste sounds like lambic to me. Oh, yeah, so hold on a second. I'm just going to have a little look around the kitchen for the Gaviscon. Um, so we've got a 5% beer. We've got some lime. For, We've got the, the rum. 43% rum. 43% rum, okay. Yeah. So we're fairly much sticking on the uh, the same modus operandi as the tequila then. Yes, so um, what I've done so far, I've got, I've, got, I've got some chopped lime and some rum in each glass. And according to the recipe I found, I've muddled them together, which I think just means mix. I love the word muddled. I, I, know, I love muddle. I, we which, should have more muddling in beer. Well, this could be the name of the show. Yeah, yeah. let's, let's muddle our way through it. Um, I'm now going to add some ice. To, to that as do, per... Do, we, do any of these recipes ever specify the, the amount of ice? No, they all just say ice. So isn't that a bit weird though? Because essentially while every lump of ice is watering it down. So the must And then that's be... a bad thing? Well, no, but I'm at, but no, whatever cocktail you're making, surely there must be an optimum. Yeah, I, I imagine so, yeah. I mean, I've put three I, to four cubes in If in, I have a whiskey there. at home, sometimes I will do a drop of water to open it up. Yeah. Um, and then I'm just topping this up with the beer. So there's no shaking? No shaking. So um, the muddling's gone on. So we've got lime and rum. We've got some ice. And, and now I'm just going to I'm gonna top up with beer. And we've also got a tiny little side pour of, of the rum itself. Okay. And do we know, again, how much beer you're supposed to add? Well, I'm just going to share the whole bottle. Okay, that's fine. On, on this occasion. None of us really wanted to share the whole Desperados anyway. No, so this is... Uh, the Bacchus is a 330ml bottle. Um, and it's just getting shared between two glasses and and there are two final steps to the preparation of this uh the first is to get some mint which i've got here are you going to do this all artistically like rubbing it through your hands and break off some sprigs a little flourish some leaves give it a rub and just dump it on top of the beer do you know what you reminds me of love actually when rowan atkinson (laughs) is doing the bit of the jewelry do you you need a yeah and don't forget the last bit the sprig (laughs) And then um, some fresh raspberries. Well, I say, I say fresh. So I bought a couple of days ago at Morrison's. Um, just plopped on on top of the beer. So it doesn't 
it doesn't look like is something any... you'd get from a cocktail bar. No, but is it any sort of stirring or just... No, it says garnish with the raspberries. Okay, which is what you've done. Which is so what I've done. I suggest we try the cocktail before we try the rum neat again. Let's let's do that. All I can smell right now is mint because that's that's, that's all, all that's on your hands. That's all that's on my hands. Um, just gonna wash my hands quickly. Okay, I can smell definitely smell mint, and I think sometimes that's the problem I have with mojitos, especially if they're too minty. Well, some especially uh, I remember works Christmas pint once they pre-made them. Oh, okay. And a bit like pre-made pims, the cucumber overtook the pims. Right. And the mint can overtake the mojito. So I say we dive in. Okay, cheers. cheers. That tastes like Coke. That's really tasty again, isn't it? So it tastes like, you remember before supermarket Coke started to do a bit of a catch up? Yeah. M&S Coke. Tastes like, yeah, cheap Coke. Panda <laughs> Coke, isn't it? It's Panda Cola. That's, that, that, that's, that's what it is. I mean, that's not disgusting, is it? Far from it. And what you can't, what I can't actually taste is the mint. Uh, no, I can um, smell it. And, and for me, this is like green leaves in something that's going in my mouth. I, I don't, I don't I do. Thought, I never thought that would happen. <laughs> any sort of greenery. Um, that's really weird. I like that. I like that. I really like that. No. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think it's probably helped. I think I'm going to say, I'm going to try the rum shortly. And I've tried the Bacchus before. So it's a quality beer. We've got some fresh ingredients. I'm going to try the rum in a second. So maybe it's also the mix of the ingredients as well. Because even the last one didn't taste too bad. Apart from the beer. So the last one, therefore, you should probably repeat again with really good lager. Yeah, but... Forget about the Mexican yeah, element of the lager. Okay, so you've just got to find a really good lager. Yeah, find a really good lager. So what sort of lager would go with the, the other ingredients? Do you go for something which is just clean, crisp and... I, I think you'd want to go with something clean and crisp. But doesn't do much. You don't You don't want something like a Budvar that's a bit more malty, yeah. do you? You want, you want something that's really cutting. Yes, so that also was the wrong type of beer because it wasn't malty, but it was funky. Maybe something like a Lost and Grounded. Yep. Yeah. Or uh, utopian British. Oh yeah, Pilsner. yeah, the, the filtered one. Yeah, that that would work because that is crisp and clean, has a a nice flavour, but I don't think it would overpower anything. Oh, you know what? Fuck it, stick the rainbow in it and really up the ABV. <laughs> <laughs> stick the rainbow in it. If you, you you know, I mean. Are you drinking these for enjoyment or are you drinking them for, for a reason? That's, that's the thing. If, you, if you're going to make beer cocktails. I mean, we're doing this for a bit of fun. If, you, if you're going out for cocktails. So let's forget about going to somewhere like Spoons where you can buy a £10 picture or something like that. But if you're actually going out for cocktails, and especially if you're going to somewhere really nice, posh hotel, posh restaurant, which does them, you pay well for a cocktail. You do, yeah. So therefore, the bare minimum has to be that it's an enjoyable cocktail. And I, I would always, always argue that, especially if you go back to, say, the roots of cocktails, like especially during, say, Prohibition, in the, in the 20s and 30s in the States, it was about hiding the alcohol because they were using often shit alcohol. Okay, yeah. So you, I would say, a bit, a bit like this one, I'm not really getting the alcohol in this. I'm not really getting the alcohol, but... I'm also not getting either the beer or the spirit. No, but is that a bad thing? 
It's a cocktail. No, because it's a cocktail and it's meant to be mixed. Yeah. It's, it's, isn't it? So you, you're getting, you're possibly getting the best of everything. So, the, the, well, I think on this one, so obviously there's two more to go, but on this one, I would say yes, you are. So obviously with some rums, you can get like a bit of a spiced rum as well. Yeah. So you'd get that bit of a peppery hit at the back of that. Yeah. I could see that working with this as well. So this feels like a, <clears throat> although we, I suppose it's a thing with cocktails, they always often have ice. So generally, do they ever feel like they're a winter drink? But this does feel like a winter. This feels like a wintry drink. Yeah. <laughs> do you think this, this would pick you up? So say you were doing a, you know, I don't know, big dinner, Christmas, maybe, or maybe too many beers, and you needed that pick-me-up. You know sometimes we do the gin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know whether it'd work as a pick-me-up. It might work as a beer that I, or not beer. It might work as a cocktail that I'd be drinking while I was cooking, because it, it feels quite light. Obviously, it's quite boozy because it's it's got it's got the shot of rum in it, which you said was forty three. So how much? How much so what was our measurements on this? Twenty five mil on on this occasion. Okay, so I had fifty of the tequila yeah. versus the twenty five of that. But the fifty the fifty was split between two. So yeah, but you split twenty five between two. No, it's twenty five each. Okay, so it's still fifty starting. Yeah. As a major pour, we split the three thirty. We used up enough of the desperado for it probably to still be three thirty between us. So our measurements are pretty much the same. More fruit in this one. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. There's some lime in the bottom and there's three raspberries. I'm still, I'm still amazed. I can't actually... On top. I'm quite pleased I can't taste the mint. I can I'm, I'm not sure whether I, I did the right thing with mint. I've, I'm not, I haven't worked with mint before. <laughs> I mean, I've got yeah, say. I mean, if you were standing behind a bar and you just ended up with a few <laughs> leaves on there, I might Threw go, it what? It. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It said it, The recipe said to get the mint and to crush it between your hands and then to drop it into the drink, which is what... Which I, is why I, I'm I, saying I, 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 I was picturing the way that Rowan Atkinson does it in love, yeah, actually. Yeah. And he does, doesn't he? But he's also working with dry stuff. Yeah, and now I did wonder whether to freeze the mint so that when I did the rubbing, it would just kind of break in... Into the glass like a frosting, yeah, but almost you, on top. But then you're losing a lot of the. You're going to lose flavour and aroma, yeah. Because those sort of things, when they're frozen, they need to be frozen when they're picked. Yeah. Whereas if you freeze it after it's already been in the, in a bag in the supermarket, it's probably not going to work quite so well. But let's put the aesthetics aside because I'm not sure any of our aesthetics are going to be winning any. Uh, is there been any cocktail competition on TV? The only cocktail things I can think of is cocktail of the film. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I've never seen anything on on on, on yeah. TV. So, uh, yeah, are we going to win anything on aesthetics? No. But again, you have this in a jug and you have all the garnish on top. I reckon it would work. It's a lovely summer drink again, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's a lovely winter drink. I think, well. I think this, is a, this is a winter one. I mean, the rum, the rum does add to, to, to that. I mean, you know, it's a, like, like I say, it's an aged rum. It's been aged in Pedro Jimenez casks. It's, it's not Bacardi. It's not clear rum. No. It's, it's brown. Um... We've got a shot of it here. Yeah, I, shall we, uh, what, we... What what measure have we got this time? Have you split the 50? No, no, we've got 25 each again. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's got a really nice aroma, actually. That's really warming, isn't it? It really gets you on the chest on the way down. Oh, it's quite chocolatey, actually. Yeah. It's really chocolate. I mean, for a... I can see why using it for a cake would be a good idea. I, I cannot wait to try my cake with a, a small pour of that next to it. Oh, it's just going to work so well. Actually, yes, that will work well. 
And then you start getting a little bit of a burn again coming yeah. down. But it's not an unpleasant burn. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. If you're going to have 40% plus liquor, I think there should generally be a little bit of a burn. Well, you, yeah, you've got to you've got to get something from it, haven't you? Yeah. Um, this tells I'm, I'm me. Not, I mean, the tequila was very smooth. It was, like I said, but I mean, but it's twenty years old. It's twenty years old. The rum ain't. No, no, <laughs> rum, rum's less than a year old. And, and like I say, I, I will say at this point, we were sent that. Um, so many thanks to the guys at Harpalon Spirits for sending that across to us, and obviously the guys at Cabal Rum. Um, that's a tasty job, and I'm going to be. Uh, that is very, that is very sad when that bottle goes that I, I may be replenishing that and having one so of those in my So your views on spirits over the years, because when we first started recording back in 2016, Steve, spirits, even gin, we did, I recall like the first time that Ruth was on the show when I was there. Yeah. And she brought a hopped gin. Mm-hmm. You weren't fussed, eh, about the gin being there in the first place, let alone you had been almost forced to try it. But you like gin now. I do enjoy gin now. I, I think uh, a, a gin for me has a has a time and a place. Like like you said earlier, it it, it can be quite a refresher. I mean, it works well in Liverpool. At, at when we got, when, I think when we got to the grapes. Yeah. Didn't gin suddenly break out? It it did. Uh, it was before you know, we before we went to cask impy stout. <laughs> yeah, there was a ten percent impy stout on, and it was the gin was either before or after that. I don't know. It's all quite fuzzy after that point. But um, yeah, my my relationship with spirits has been um, an interesting one of, over time. I, I I will say because I I probably like most of them, I went went through that phase where I used to go out a lot when in in my younger years, and you used to drink a lot of spirits to get you going. So you go to a lot of these they weren't clubs but they weren't pubs they were kind of a hybrid of of, of places and you, you know you'd do shots and i did actually find that there was um a period of my life where when i was drinking too many shots and it was particularly i i, I eventually worked out what it was it was particularly the white spirits where i would become quite an angry drunk now when normally when i get drunk now i'm a Sleepy drunk. I, I, I want to sleep. Okay, or a disappearing one. Or a disappearing <laughs> one. But I, I found that I was getting angry and I didn't like the person that I was becoming. See, so, I wonder what it is because a lot of people used to say, because um, obviously people used to say about gin, very depressing. Yeah. Depressing about it. It wasn't, it wasn't gin, it was, it was vodka, it was Bacardi, white rum, or it was the shit tequila. Yeah. It, and, so, and, and like I say, I traced it back to those three drinks being the cause of me getting angry I, ne- I never got into fights I would just get into arguments with friends over nothing and I'd end up leaving early in a, in a big diva moment and I, I would regret things for days <laughs> so I actually gave up spirits for a period of time I've always enjoyed a spiced rum or a navy rum um so when we were sent this i was like i was really excited about it actually because i saw the color of it and i was like i think this is going to be right up my street and it was like well we've been sent a bottle of rum uh we're a beer podcast what what do we do with this i i can't just put in a christmas cake and (laughs) eat it so that that was kind of i suppose the genesis of doing beer cocktails was how can i put this into something but also don't you think just to interrupt that the relationship with beers and spirits, especially when you're younger, can start quite badly. Mm. With both. Absolutely, with yeah. With both. And I think especially um, 
maybe even even worse before when we went for a period where you know it was very strict about who could could go into pubs who couldn't go into pubs and uh things places being checked up on and people then resorting to going to house parties maybe preloading mm-hmm. so you preload the things which will maybe top you up the most so you spend the least when you're out um it's a shame because to my mind especially if you think about the gin revolution we've gone up undergone in the last two or three years you can make just as good spirits and also a lot of those spirits go with some wonderful mixers yeah right we happen to be mixing spirits with alcohol but if you have a gin at home you'll have it with a nice tonic if you're going to spend that much on a nice gin you're not going to have a poor tonic you want to buy a nice tonic as yeah, well. yeah exactly and as fever pitch says what is three quarters of the drink yeah is their advertising their current advertising thing is bang on hmm. Isn't it? Why would you spend 40, 50 quid on a quality bottle of gin and then buy a 99p mixer? And it's valid. Why, why, literally, why would you? Yeah. You're better off almost doing it the other way around if three quarters of it is going to be, you might as well spend more on the mixer. Because you're going to get more flavour from it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And especially with the, the ones, and again, I'm just choosing Fever Pitch because it's one I can see very often, but they've got a wide range of flavours and stuff. The world, I think the world of spirits has changed for a lot of people. It, it, it can be an expensive night. It's it's a very expensive night, and that and that's why the majority of the spirits we're drinking this evening have been sourced from various people's cupboards or cabinets. Yeah, be, well, because the, the, they cost a lot of money. They do cost a lot of money. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't mind so much buying it. I'm, I'm, you know, again, grew up above an off license. Mum and Dad was always had a good stock, and I've probably done the same. And as I just said, tequila's been hanging around for seventeen years. Might not hang around another seventeen now. I had it. <laughs> Um, probably try to avoid having it for breakfast though. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. doing. But I do think there's definitely, I wish I had more time to drink some of my spirits. I just need less beers. That, that's the thing with spirits, isn't it? Like, a, a, again, you talk about like the rum or a whiskey or a scotch. That they're a beer, they're a beer. That yeah. <laughs> they're a, they're a drink that are meant to be savoured. Yeah. And so, so you pour yourself a measure, and you'll sit and you'll enjoy that over an evening. Yeah. We're not used to doing that with beer. With with, with beer, it's like right, okay, I'm I'm having some beers, beers yeah. this evening. I'm going to work my way through. I'm either going up or down. Whatever I'm going to do, but I'm going to enjoy a few of them. I'm not going to take one beer out of my cellar and enjoy it over the course of an evening. Unless it is a, a 7.50 completely out of the world one, and you've actually just made that right, proper decision. Yeah. You're generally going to have more than one. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I actually, I'm actually quite liking this idea. Although I'm not sure we're necessarily being responsible, because we've had a taste of each of the drinks, and we'll do that again. But I am surprised at how well the beer is going with additions of fruit, fruit juice, and other forms of alcohol. The cocktails are working I know, for, but... <laughs> for me right now. They, they, they really are. The, the combinations of flavours are working. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Because like I said before, we've always talked about like the beer blending, and you know, go back in the day, light and dark. That's the obvious one, isn't it? But the... Think it. I reckon if you went, if you went in, I'm not sure. Would a pub? Like I said, I saw it in that Belgian bar, so I'm assuming yeah. they do them. But if you actually went into a average pub and said, "I actually want 
a beer cocktail and someone said, well, I'm not so sure how to make it, can you tell me? And you tell them, I'm not sure how they would do it because some of the beers that you might recommend, that you're going to have to drink the whole bottle of, say, the next beer. Yeah. Because you're only going to get a small pour of it in the cocktail. You've got to pay for the whole bottle of beer and the spirits and the time and the labour. Not sure it'd be the cheapest ones. I might, I might try that next time I'm going to the Vic. Rich, <laughs> get, get, get ready, mate, because I'm, I'm coming in and I'm going to order a beer cocktail. I don't know what I'm going to order yet. I'm going to see what you've got and I'm going to make a combination of things. I'm trying to think, I was in there the other day. What would they do? I well, mean, the, that... They've got a great range of gins. Yes. So gins were good. Uh, so particularly some local ones as well. Although I did struggle to find, because I wanted to do a, a, a gin-based beer cocktail. You to find a gin beer based cocktail. The one that came up time and time again in terms of recommendations and, and, it, and again we obviously went to Twitter for, for, for this as well and we asked some of our, our listeners if they had any recommendations was there was lots of recommend, recommendations for gin and Schofferhofer as, 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 as well. Okay, I can actually see that. Yeah. I mean, whether that would be classed as a cocktail? It's just two drinks isn't it? So I would say that's Mind you, everything we've done so far is just two drinks. Well, it's not because we've... You there, could, there's other elements to yes. this. Yes. And the first one, we could have had Quantro. Apart from the next one, though, maybe, which I think is... Oh, no, no, no. I think there's some yeah. some additional going into that. So, well. but Gin and Schufferhofer, I can see that working. I'm curious to try that. I think that would work quite well. Yeah. What did we think of the Raspberry Beer Mojito, then? Okay, it's so a step up from the first one. Yes or no? Oh, so yes. Yeah. Did you enjoy the run? On its own? Yes. Yeah. That, Way that too run. smooth. Um, Very delicious, that. Feel free to save me a bit of that and not put it all in the cake. I'll, or, try, I'll try my best, mate. Oh, save me a bit of the cake. Oh, no, you said marzipan, didn't you? Well, I could maybe do you a, a corner without marzipan. Do you do icing sugar? Yeah, yeah. Or, it's, or just, it's just it's literally art. It's the marzipan. marzipan. Okay. I'll see what I can do. All right, so what am I doing next? Next up, we are, this is quite a simple one as well by the name of it. It's a, a Campari IPA. Okay. So well, it's, started, it's got three letters in there, which are big favourites it, of ours. It's, it's Campari and it's IPA. So no mixing again? No. So two to three ice cubes per glass. Oh, see, this one actually tells you, see? Okay, so I did find one recipe that actually was specific. Yeah. So two to three cubes per glass, 25 millilitres of Campari in each glass. Top up with IPA and a splash of orange juice. Okay, so they want to turn your, your West Coast IPA that you've got us. Into a New England. Again. Some of the people are trolling you, mate. Even I know. They're cocktails. I know, mate. Honestly. Um, so, with this one, what I went for was, um, because I've never drunk Campari, but I understand it to be quite a bitter spirit. So, and, and the fact that the recipe suggested to mix it with an IPA, kind of, I, th I think, lent itself to that, it, it being in terms of very bitter drink. So what I wanted was like an American bitterness for, for this. And again, because I was going supermarkets, I think my eye was instantly drawn towards Lagunitas IPA, because I think it's a, it's a classic American IPA. We're gonna have some of that bitterness, we're gonna get some of that caramel characteristics in there. And I just think the two are gonna work really well together. Um, yes, I agree. Um while I'm doing the mixing and stuff. No, I'm going to need this IPA. What do we think of that these days? Has it changed? That's what I'm saying. To be honest, this is the first time I've drunk it in years. Okay, so probably should have a little taste of it on its own without it being in the um, cocktail. I can do that. 
<laughs> not a challenge, that one. Quite, yeah. quite easy. Open an IPA. Who knew Steve could do that? I suppose uh, you should try the, the Campari on its own as well. Excellent. Brilliant. Oh, yeah, here we go again. Three, three drinks <laughs> in a row lined up. More glassware. We actually got still got glassware left, Steve. <laughs> There's loads of glassware. I, 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 I do feel as though at this point I should add the disclaimer of drink responsibly, folks. Yeah, don't don't do this on a work night. Oh, we are. Uh, right, so done the ice cubes, done the Campari. We've split a little bit of the beer off. Uh, top up with the IPA and a splash of orange juice, which I didn't see coming, I have to admit. Again, I think it was Cointreau orange juice in the original recipe. Oh, Lagunitas has changed. Right, that's what I was saying. So it's not as thick as it used to be. So what, it's not sticky? Yeah. It's a lot cleaner. Which I suppose, because the Lagunitas and all of their range, like when they do the Waldos, was very sticky, a little bit of funk. Yeah. Getting towards that, the whole cannabis edge of the, the, the thing. Now? It's not the beer it was, is it? I don't, it, I don't think it is. I mean, I've, I've had it from the bottle and I've had it on tap as well. And I think the tap version is less ABV, I want to say. I don't think it's still the 6.2% on tap, but I could be wrong. But the um, I don't think it is quite the same beer it was before, even if we allow for our flavour and aroma profile to have changed. No, that's definitely changed. All right, so how does the, what looks like a pink grapefruit juice... <laughs> it, it looks very attractive, actually, doesn't it? Yeah, nice glass, actually. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Cheers. Let's find out what the, uh, what's it called? Campari IPA. Okay. That's really bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! So, every New England IPA we have, we just need to add Campari. Brilliant. I'm almost scared to try the Campari on its own. You don't have to yet. I, I know, but clearly just having had a taste of Lagunitas and saying it's changed, and then trying the cocktail and getting a whole load of bitterness. You're wondering I mean, what the Campari... That, yeah. is, that is like somebody has got a grapefruit and thrust it into my mouth. And said here, and, and a pink grapefruit at that. With said, the here, skin on. Yeah, this this is what you're drinking right now. Because I can picture people drinking tequila on its own. I can picture people drinking rum on its own. Don't know. Is Campari a on its own drink? I don't think so. I've always I mean, felt it's a mixer. Yeah, and that's not what we're doing. It we're, we're doing it as a we're doing it for our listeners to to give them a baseline of what the 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 spirit tastes so like. we have at least dropped down some abv here though 25 percent. okay so not, not too bad then so that's a bit of a change so the i think campari has the free drinks on the back campari and soda oh no it does say campari on the rocks okay pour a gen generous measure of campari over ice cubes and stir and decorate with just a slice of orange so you can have campari on its own so we interested to see what you think Maybe about Maybe that's it. what the dash of orange juice was for then, to, to replicate that Campari on the rocks. Oh yeah, good idea that. Uh, because you can have Campari and orange juice as another drink, and Campari and soda was the one I knew. Yeah. Because it feels like Campari is one of those drinks I used to see advertised in the 70s. 
it feels like a very 70s drink. It looks very 70s. Yeah. Um, and I will, <laughs> not, not making any correlation here, but I'd like to thank Emma's dad for, for contributing <laughs> this from his drinks cabinet for, for us because I, I, I put a request out on, on, on Facebook asking if anybody had... Because I'd suspected that somebody would have half a bottle of this in the back of their cupboard somewhere, and he came, he came forward and said, "Yeah, I've got some." So, th- thanks, Phil. I re- really appreciate you um, <laughs> lending us. Yes, thank you, Phil. Well, we met, we met Phil. We came down for the Red Dancing, didn't yes, we? Yes, yeah. yes. Lovely bloke, actually. Oh, spent ages chatting to him. I didn't enjoy the Red Dancing so much, but very quickly switched back to his yeah. um, trademark red but, wine. But fair play to him. He did say, "Yeah." Fair enough. If, if beer's not for you, it's not for you. Yeah, he was it? honest about it. Yeah. Went, went back to red wine. It's really tasty again, <laughs> isn't it? It really is. I mean, I this is almost for me. This would almost be up there with getting the gin and tonic as as a bit of a refresher in between beers. This is a refresher, but it does feel quite thick. Is that the beer? It's the, for me, it's the or beer. is that the splash of orange juice? No, because there wasn't enough orange juice. Was enough Campari. Although you said that Lagunitas was different i feel that's the lagunitas making it feel quite thick i could be wrong because then there wasn't enough campari or orange juice to make it that thick mouthfeel so refreshing wise yes but it is a one hit for me yeah i've got to say i'm surprised because i came into this thinking i would hate all of these combinations i i, I just thought none of them would work and they'd end up being disgusting so far, they haven't been They're all drinkable, aren't they? I mean, the, the, the raspberry mojito, for me, is, is probably at the top right now. Yeah, that's winning. I would say this is second. Then this. And then the... Uh, yeah, and I, I'm going to say that I think we did the first one of this service with the Desperado. So with a different lager? It's, well, A, it's not going to be worse, do, is it? Do you think that would be better? Yes. Yeah. We, we, we went because you asked me and we went for the and also Desperado you can get it was your choice yeah I'm not, but it's all on you oh thanks I'm putting the whole show on you well don't, come on <laughs> this, this, it's a bit of fun it's, it's, it's for our listeners this, if, if people want to try beer cocktails this, this Christmas it's, it's, it's all about what it is I would be curious to know what other beer cocktails are out there I, I, we did ask um, there were some suggestions that, that, that were made so there was um from FPL David uh, at David FPL, Lervig Three Bean Stout Martini. Oh, okay, I, I can see that because that Three Bean Stout is fantastic. It's got Tonka in it, though. Yeah, but I don't think the Tonka is that prevalent. It is to me. And with the Martini added, I can take the edge off that. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, James at Gammon Baron said uh, he just enjoys matching. Bourbon barrel aged beers with a side glass of the same whiskey that it's been aged in. Yeah, so he's not really cocktail. Is he having the two drinks and going, Yeah, I like that one. Oh, I wonder if these two are very similar. Okay. Um, The Owl Lady uh, said, I'm partial to an absinthe depth charge, but if you're feeling schmancy, a black velvet can be scrummy with all the right ingredients. So, black black velvet, what is Guinness and Guinness and champagne. Champagne. As yeah. a, but she said the right ingredients. So she's talking about the right Guinness or the right champagne. Also, the absinthe depth charge. Dangerous. Yes. <laughs> right. Absinthe was banned, wasn't it, for a number of years? We can only ever have the old lady on virtually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not doing absinthe chance. We've done absinthe depth 
discharged with Danny. Um, Jamie at Merchant of Shite said, Shoffer Hoffer with a Tanqueray gin is a long and beautiful, refreshing thing. And I, although I would still say that it's more of a, less of a cocktail, and a, but as a mixer, I can see that working. Yep. Michael at Maris Thotter, you can never go wrong with a Shoff Groni, in my honest opinion. So that's a Negroni, which is gin, vermouth and Campari with Shoffer Hoffer. Okay, that definitely ticks the cocktail box. But you are having four parts alcohol there. There's no non-alcoholic. No, no, there isn't. Um, if people want a beer cocktail show too and want us to feature that, you, you've got to let us know. We need all the love for that. I mean, this, this may become an annual thing. Who, who knows? I'm not promising that right now because we may run out of spirits and or cocktails. But We won't run out of spirits. No, no. And then uh, Laura at Laura31, Mojito, where the soda is replaced by IPA or a stout in a white Russian. So Ooh. white Russian is vodka, Kahlua and cream. Add stout to that combination. I, I think get, you're onto a winner there, I think you can see, especially if you get a straight-up stout, which isn't, obviously, no sweetness at all, because you don't need it with the rest of the ingredients. No. I can see that last one working. But I think both Brew York and Tiny Rebel have done white Russian stouts recently, or in the last year, at least. Well, I reckon at least one of them's done with a Tonka bean, though. Yeah, no prizes for guessing yeah. which one. Answers on a postcard, too. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we try this Campari then on its own? Yeah, definitely. At, at, at this point. Um, but I think from... Jesus <laughs> Christ! I should have seen your face. <laughs> it's... I think this is possibly older than your... Tequila. Wow! That's bitter. I mean... You, you, you talk about what you want from bitterness in a West Coast IPA... That's got it in spades. Oh, it doesn't hit you straight away either, does it? <sighs> oh my God. It carries on going as well. That's actually hurt in the back of my eyes. Right. So with soda, I'm not sure how much I could get past that. You would need the sweetness of orange juice. Yeah. I mean, that's an acquired taste, isn't it? I mean, we, we like bitter and it actually says it right there on the label. Like label doesn't it? That says bitter, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th okay, it's not. That lying. is bitterness <laughs> personified, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I had a beer earlier tonight, which could learn something from that. <sighs> I never thought we'd get to that point of the show where we're going. It was too bitter. Yeah, there you go, folks. You can <laughs> have that as a sound bite. <laughs> sound bite. <laughs> have that as a sound bite. That was too bitter. Ah, oh, back to the cocktail. Now it's properly delicious as well. Even oh. better than before. Yeah. But I still wouldn't have pictured beers as part of a cocktail. It's, it's just not offered anywhere, is it? No. You, you don't ever go to a bar, um, a pub, a craft beer bar, a taproom where they're offering beer cocktails. Uh, it's a weird one because, I mean... Bit like I said before, some of the some of the cocktails in the in the Americas when they were doing nineteen twenties of prohibition was to hide some of the alcohol. So I feel like Desperado was definitely better as part of the cocktail. Campari is definitely better as part of the cocktail. Absolutely. And I'm presuming can any ever been been designed for that 
purpose. Who would want to drink that neat? I've got no idea. Whereas the rum... And the tequila. The rum and the tequila, I think people would go, oh, why would you mix it? Yeah. I, I can get that with both of those. Because that, 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 that's a tequila like I've never tasted. And, and the rum, I really enjoyed as well. I yeah, enjoyed, no, no, the, I, rum, I, I, the rum was really smooth. I don't know why I'm pointing over there. No. It's right next to me. But <laughs> and people can see where I'm pointing, obviously, yeah. on an Steve, audio Steve's gesticulating because he has spirits now. But, 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 but the yeah. rum, if they did a spiced version, I would like to try that. I can't picture that many bars where you'd get all of these, necessarily all the right ingredients. I think you said it earlier. It's, it's not just the ingredients. It's, it, it's the price point as yeah. well. So and, unless you had the beers on tap, where they can do a small pour. And you can do them as a third, because that's what you're legally allowed yeah. to charge for. I, I don't see any way that you could do this. No. And without it costing easily double figures. And also you'd have to drink more of it, because let's go to the Lagunitas in bottle. You have to pay for the bottle of Lagunitas. Yeah. But you only want X amount of that. But you have to pay for it all. Therefore you can drink all of it, aren't you? Because you pay for it. Yeah. And then you have your mixers. So if you're going to do this in a pub, if, if, if you've got that mindset that I'm going to do this, you're going to buy all of the elements separately, aren't you? And then you're going to combine them yourself. Yes. And that's going to be very expensive. Yes, definitely. I'm not sure there's a market for I'll beer do, I, don't, I don't see an obvious market. No. But next time we go to Vic, Rich, um, I definitely think you have to work on that. See what there is. I'm going to have a look at... I'm definitely going to have a look at the gins. Because their their range of gins are very very good. So you you would wouldn't you start with the would you start with the the spirits first or the beers? Well, what makes a cocktail? What's the defining element of cocktail? I would say the drink that hides the alcohol. So is it the mixer then? Yeah, but then what's your mixer? Because some of these drinks, one one of these suggestions on what what was that suggestion which had no mixer effectively? It was the um the. The 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 the, the Groni, which is a gin vermouth yeah. and Campari, yeah, and Schofferhofer. So there was as the, as the mixer. Yeah, so Schofferhofer is the mixer, but it's still two point eight percent. Yeah, so you still add an alcohol to it. Yeah, so there was no non-alcohol. Okay, so what I've got to do is I've got to look at the elements. Yeah, that they have to offer, and I've got to try and make a drink from yeah. there. So it it it's going to be a spirit. It's going to be a third of beer. Because that's that's the, the lowest amount that they will serve me. Yeah. And then I've got to find something as a mixer. Yeah. Su- supposedly. So the challenge for Steve and Rich between now and the new year is what's a small window? Yeah, but I'm I'm confident that both of you are gonna be there at some point. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna put it out there now. But there is there is a beer cocktail that can be made in the bit. Okay, we'll see. And and I'll yeah. report back in the new year. As long as Rich doesn't do one of his 14% Neon Raptors as the base drink. <laughs> he does have a 17% stout coming on soon. What do you mean coming on? What on tap? Yeah. No. Yeah. You may have told me that, but really? Yeah. Who? Oh, okay, I won't even ask. 17 so, okay. I don't need a spirit with that. <laughs> no, but let's hold that for given the next cocktail we're doing. Final thoughts on that. Campari IPA then. I never want Campari on its own ever again. It's very bitter, <laughs> isn't it? I, I never, I'm never going to complain about a beer not being too bitter. <laughs> because someone might go, here, have, have Campari. Um, but it's still in second place to the rum-based cocktail. Balance was better. Yep. 
But, and also, again, I mean, we chose, so just to be clear, we chose the, the beers, didn't we? So the recipes don't specify the beer. I chose, yeah, right. yeah, I chose the beers based on what I thought would work. So again, have we tried too hard with the beer element? No, I didn't. I, I literally, as soon as, as soon as I saw Campari IPA and I read the description of it, the first thing that came to mind was Lagunitas. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I was like, I think that beer will be perfect. So in, instantly I saw IPA and I was like, Jaipur. And then I was like, Jaipur's too clean. It's too crisp. And I don't think it would have worked. I think it would have unbalanced the Campari, which is why I went for something American and that, what I was aiming for was that caramelly IPA that you, you, you yeah, tend to I, get more I think it's what made it feel like it was a thick beer. Okay, so do you think it would have worked with Jaipur? Uh, no, but it might have worked with Punk IPA. Mm, which version of Punk IPA? The now version, or the most recent version. Of... Can't say I haven't, I haven't drunk it for years. Yeah, I'm talking about most recent for when we last had it, but... As in, it's not quite as uh, punchy, not as uh, thick, much more generic. Okay. Maybe one to consider then. Yeah. But I'm not saying the Lagunese IPA was a bad choice. When you said it was different, would you buy... We we used to buy four for whatever, £6, £7. Would you buy another four for Lagunese IPA? No, it's changed. That's, That's changed from the beer that it was when I first drank it. Which is a shame. Yeah, it's a real shame. Because that was a, one of the, that was one of the beers. Yeah, it's one of the one of those original American gateways, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Lagunitas is not far behind that, to be honest. Yeah. So it's a shame. What are we do next, Steve? <laughs> what are you? How are you going to take away my disappointment of Lagunitas? Taking you to a place that I know you already love. Which is an espresso stout martini. <laughs> when you say love, you mean when I drank too many of them in Dublin. We're, yeah, we've, we've all been there, mm, tr- yes. trust me. A um, little bit of a cheat on this one though. So what I'm using here is a premix espresso stout martini. So it's actually called Lazy Espresso Martini. Um, it's available from Waitrose. It's part of the Heston range in, in Waitrose. It's 25% and it's basically pre-mixed vodka and coffee in, okay. in, in a bottle. So presumably we're going to try this neat as well then, as we have done with all the others. Yeah, why not? Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You continue a theme. So, so this one says you can be quite generous with, with your pores uh, of, of this and you can go up to um, 100 mil per person. So clearly we're going to go 100 mil each on, on this one. Probably just a rough guess. So I'm, I'm guessing you discovered this through um, Emma at Waitrose. Yes, uh, we did this last year and we drank a bottle in an evening. Right. So obviously for people who may not have listened to our shows from when we visited um, Guinness during International Stout Festival, we did a number of stout, espresso stout martinis. Because I never knew that was a thing. Beforehand. I never knew it was a thing. And it's glorious. It is glorious. So this this is a this is a fairly simple one as well. So we've got the pre-mix. That's gone into the cocktail shaker with ice. And now I'm going to try to put the lid on. Badly. Badly. 
Um, I've been pre-warned that this gets very cold. Yep. As, as well, I want to take some. Give this a good shake. This is Steve's workout for the day. I don't know what this does other than mix the ingredients with the ice to make it colder. No, but it just look, it looks way better in the glass. Okay, so trust me. We've given that a good shake, and and for this we are using the classic teku, which I think works really well with this yep. drink. See, that already looks different to what we have needed in the glass. It's a lot lighter, isn't it? Yeah. I think I might have poured you everything there. Yeah, you need to, well, you might need to shake again, mate. I think you might need to add some espresso martini first. Do you, do you not think I've added enough? Well, no, because whatever you've poured out at the end can only be ice and water. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. Oh dear, we're at that stage. <laughs> <laughs> Is this how it goes at Christmas with Emma? Pre pretty much, yeah. But by the time you're at cocktails, on Christmas Day, yeah. You're well through it, aren't you? Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, yes, it does look very, very different. So, like all the other drinks, we've also... <laughs> it's, that like was... <laughs> it's like it's taking your alcohol away. How has that happened? Okay. That's right. Let's not shake again. No, let's not shake so, again. But what are we going to do to convince ourselves this is definitely... We're going to add Guinness to it, obviously, but we're not adding nitro Guinness to it because I feel as though that would take away from it. Yeah. So basically, we've got the um, the original Guinness in bottle, which is still the 4.2%. It's just the bottled version without nitro. So we're literally going to top each of the martinis up with a Guinness, and look at that. <laughs> oh, oh. Instantly. Over the side and, of the glass. Yep. I poured that too hard. I mean, that's really reacted with the um, yeah, with the cold drink, hasn't it? Because mine hasn't really done that. Now, I would argue that your one looks the way it should do. <laughs> Yours is all head. Yes. So mine looks like someone got a little bit carried away first day on the job. Yeah. Whereas your one looks like, no, sir, this is how you do it. And that wasn't the whole the yeah. whole drink either. But yeah, I mean, for me. Um, since discovering certainly espresso martini i've i've really enjoyed that and for me that's kind of a bit of a go-to towards the end of a session now so i actually think it's quite, still quite a good pick-me-up because it does have that coffee element i love the coffee <laughs> element to it that's that's what really gets me going um but yeah I, I couldn't be bothered to do the whole vodka and then make coffee so like i say lazy espresso martini from waitrose um this isn't an advert for waitrose i've paid for this beer um, <laughs> paid for this beer brilliant I've paid for this bottle to add beer to it um, because I've, I've, I've experienced it before another, another good espresso through. martini pre-mixed um, and then you can top up with the Guinness is the tapped cocktails okay they have the warehouse near Leon C those are really good espresso martinis oh, top that up with SS9 oh oh how have you never thought of that because SS9 is 9%. Yes, and, but I do have SS9 at home and I can easily get hold of tap. Right, let's dive into this let's, before let's, I start let's, thinking. Let's, let's try. Got You've it. got to try and get through all of that head. Yeah. Cheers. You certainly, you get the coffee straight away. Yeah. Then. 
Okay, I mean, I've never tasted the pre-mixed, and we will. That's delicious. Isn't it? Is, <laughs> can, can you now understand how we drank a bottle of that in the evening? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. What, so what percentage did you say this was? So so, so the pre-mixed bottle is 25%, okay, and that's so for 70 CL of it as, as, as well. Okay, so a bottle of wine size. Yeah. It's a lovely looking bottle. It is, actually, as a, I would say as a gift. I'm not sure about the actual labelling. No, but... You know, I don't think it's great branding, but the lazy espresso martini bit works because you'd actually literally need to mix that with ice. But it looks way better with Guinness topped up. Doesn't it? Because when we first poured it, it was like a watery brown colour. Yes, so it looked different to the neat version. Which is a dark brown. Yep. Add the Guinness... And now this look, can you imagine you just dropped a little coffee bean on there? Honestly, the combination of Guinness and espresso martini is an absolute winner every You're time. Right, you almost feel like that should have been invented decades ago. Yeah. And if, if you're not a fan of Guinness, substitute it for your favourite stout in here. But I, I think, you know, we're working from the beers that are available on a supermarket shelf. And also, apart from the rum... There's always going to be a version of this hill you can get. The rest of the yeah. spirits are available as well. Yeah. There are very few adjunct-free stouts available on a supermarket shelf that aren't Guinness these days. True, and I wouldn't want adjunct with this. You wouldn't mind? Wouldn't. No, I wouldn't want it. No, 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 because you want the, I've already got the espresso sweetness. martini to do the work, don't yeah. you? I want, I want the stout to take the edge off that. Mm. Which is why you... Mark, Matt, and me drank at least one too many of the Guinness Espresso Martini Stouts because the blend was spot on. Yeah. And the addition of the Guinness took the edge, the edge off the sweetness. But also, this is why I've gone for the bottled Guinness because I actually think the nitro version, the can, even the canned version with the widget, widget would make it too... It would dial everything down too much. I think I think the bottled version has a has a still has a little bit of harsh, a little bit of roughness around. I was going to say roughness. Yeah, roughness. And and I think that works with the smoothness of the espresso martini. Yeah, no, good point actually. There was a little bit of science there. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, it's less so right now mm. after four four cocktails, and about to be four spirits as well. Let's let's try it on its own then. Let's um, continue the theme. This you, is a, presumably you have tried this on its own. No. You haven't? No, no, I've only ever had it with stout. Okay. So, cheers. It's coffee heavy. Very coffee heavy. This feels almost like neat coffee on the aroma. Oh, that's actually really nice as well, isn't it? Oh, oh that's really smooth. And coffee at the back end of that as well. Nice little bit of sweetness. Give me a shot of that for breakfast. Whew. Wake up, Steve. Oh, well, yeah. We That's what they should have given Doc in Back to the Future. That, that would have woke him up, yeah. <laughs> I mean, th this combination just works for, for, for me. Espresso, martini and stout just seem to be, out of all of what we've done tonight, just seem to be the most naturally... Oh, naturally paired. works. But I think visually it works really well. Yeah. Um, but... I'm still veering towards the rum. Yeah, still putting the rum in front of this. Yeah. Well, no, this is winning. I think I could drink, because I, I do love this, but because there is that element of sweetness, which is lacking from the uh, the raspberry mojito. I could probably flip-flop between the two all night long. 
and then you'll flip flop for a few days afterwards. Yeah, I, I mean this this is delicious. This really is. Yeah, I mean the, I mean the pre mixed version is lovely on its own actually. Yeah, yeah. But visually, you need the stout added on top. So whatever your stout, like you say, whatever your stout choice is. So I suppose dark arts magic roll. That's not an that's adjunct free, is it? That's that is adjunct free. Yeah. That would work. Need a bit more stout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it looks stout on top of that. Yeah. Um, this is, this yours is, is really lively. See, but how good does that look? Yours, every time I put a bit more in your glass, it really reacts yeah. to the stout. But it's it. This looks fantastic with the stout added on. It looks fantastic as a drink on its own. When it was pre-mixed, it was sort of in an uncomfortable in between. Yeah. When you when you did it with the ice. Yeah, because it it, it almost turned it watery, didn't yeah. it? But it's worked. In every other format. Mm. Oh, yeah, that is good. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's, it's the perfect one to finish on as well. Oh, yeah, it? yeah. Good, nice dark beer. Winter's evening. It works really well. And you can actually, I think after a period of time, you can go, is it, is it still a spirit? Is it beer? Well, it's, it's interesting because we've and almost... It, and you're almost watering it down by adding Guinness as well, which is quite handy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've almost taken the journey you would take on an evening of drinking beer. So you've started off with a lager, yeah, something, something refreshing. You've moved on to something like a fruit-flavoured beer, yeah. Again, keeping that refreshing going. You're wanting something a little bit more. You've gone to an IPA for a bit of bitterness, yeah. and then you're finishing off with a stout. So we've gone, we've gone on a journey. We we have gone on a journey. I mean, it's a beer and cocktail journey, which is definitely a bit like the alcohol-free shows. I never saw this coming five years ago. I, I never saw this coming. Um, I've had a lot of fun though. It's and, been a lot of fun. I've, I've enjoyed these cocktails and I do kind of hope that our listeners really enjoy this so that we can do this again next year yeah, with, with different cocktails. Yeah, I definitely want suggestions now. Yeah, yeah. So we've yeah, got a few. Yeah. I definitely want to do the shuffle hover. Mm. We have to do something with the shuffle hover. The shof groany. Yes. The, the one that's basically a alcohol. Yes. No mixer. Yeah. There's not even ice in that. No, no. <laughs> I, I might suggest a bit of ice, just yeah, a bit yeah, of water. Yeah, Um I, I definitely would like to do that again. Maybe this becomes a bit of a, you know, the opinions Christmas get together. Well, we'll see. Let's 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 let our listeners decide that. Let's know what you thought of this. Use the hashtag opinions, and as always, we'll listen to what you're saying. I think there's only one thing left to say tonight, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.